0: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Lou. This episode of the Raptors Over Everything Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken, the new official food of basketball. So make sure you're never missing buckets. Order yours online at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off. So unfortunately, I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors' 99-96 to loss to the Charlotte Hornets. That's right, they lost to the now 21-38 and Charlotte Hornets uh, at home at Scotiabank and... Um, Look, you got to be a diehard family watching this. You got to be a, you know, <laughs> real bored on your weekend or something. So I appreciate it. Appreciate that you're a diehard fan and you're, you're watching this because, man, that was a frustrating game. It uh, brings me no joy to, um, to recap this one um, because, quite honestly, this is a case where ignorance is bliss. Like, if you didn't watch this game, you didn't see the stress of what went on tonight. You didn't see the Raptors, you know, play like shit for most of the game. Uh, fight this uphill battle against a team like the Hornets, who are just not that good. Um, and then only to fight back, have a great chance to win in the end, should have won it in the end, and then to not only just lose, but lose in spectacular fashion where um, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson f- committed a foul on Terry Ogier on an inbound pass where the Raptors were tied 96-96. The Hornets had the last uh, possession, 2.1. Sec. Actually, you know what? Honestly, it's just... I, I got to go back a little bit. I gotta, I just got to contextualize a little bit because this is almost some, like, Arsenal stuff. If, if you're an EPL fan, this is an Arsenal-type loss tonight. Um, but, yeah, so the Raptors, they trail all night. Offensively, they can't get anything going. Um, they play okay defensively, and they, and they keep themselves in it, and the Hornets are just not that good. Um, but the Raptors give themselves a chance. Kyle Lowry has his, like, personal 9 nothing run, gives the Raptors the lead. Miles Bridges hits his wild three. The Raptors get some free throws. Um, and, you know, bro, there was a real chance. A real chance the Raptors are going to come away with it. Last possession for the Raptors. Kyle Lowry has the ball because he's been red hot. Drives in the lane, collapses the defense, kicks out to Norman Powell, who's been the only guy all game who could shoot. Norm misses a wide-open three on the wing. The rebound caroms right into Kyle Lowry's hands. He's all alone in the corner. He takes an open corner three. That doesn't go in. And now here's where it gets real wacky because, whatever, it's a tie game at this point with like five seconds left when Lowry's um, shot misses. But the Hornets get the ball, and Miles Bridges on the Hornets had great awareness. He started leaking out. And the Raptors were really all intent on crashing the glass. There's no floor balance. And the Hornets are throwing this outlet pass to Miles Bridges, who would have had a wide-open dunk at the end of the game to just win it at the buzzer. It would have been an amazing win for the Hornets, all right? But instead, even though the pass was thrown, the play was whistled dead because the Hornets coach, James Brago, called timeout to prevent his own team from winning. Uh, Just an incredible sequence. You're like, wow, what a a break for the Raptors. I mean, we can really, you know, uh, have a great chance here because instead of... um, you know, what's his name? Bridges just ending the game. Here is this golden opportunity with 2.1 seconds. The Raptors can just defend for two seconds and will force overtime. It's unfortunate. Nobody wanted overtime in this game, but hey, if there's a chance to win it at the end, the Raptors did have the momentum. They're at home. You would figure overtime, they can pull it out. The Raptors already pulled out one overtime win against the Hornets this year, but instead, this is what happens. On the inbound play, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson has two hands on the back of Terry Rozier. Now, I only saw it when it happened live and then when it saw, when they played it once on the big screen. To me, it looked like a bit of an exaggeration by Rozier, who kind of fell over that situation. But still, a little undeniable that Ronda had two hands on his back. So they called a foul. The thing is, the foul was before the inbound. So what that did was that it gave the Hornets one free throw, which Rozier hit after, you know, the Raptors tried to, like, buy some time and try to ask for review and stuff like that. You know, it didn't work. Roger hits the free throw. They still have the ball, the inbound to Devontae Graham. Graham hits both free throws. Raptors only have 1.2 seconds left. They call timeout. They advance the ball. They get this shitty look for Nolan Powell in the corner that just doesn't really go anywhere. And that's how the game ends. So real unfortunate, really, really unfortunate ending, and really just a miserable game overall. Again, I appreciate everyone who's watching this, who's, like, putting themselves through and revisiting this game. Uh, it was not fun. And, you know, it was not fun for many reasons. Um, Number one, just improbable. Uh, The Raptors have, generally speaking, done a really good job taking care of trash teams, especially at home. Uh, You don't see them lose games like this very often. Um, You know, it was also surprising because the Raptors... Uh, won the possession battle. Um, you know, they got more offensive rebounds than the Hornets. They committed only five turnovers to so the Hornets, 17. So, right there with the three extra offensive rebounds and the 12 extra possessions in terms of turnovers, that is 15 extra possessions at home against the Hornets. I don't care who's missing from the lineup, you should be able to win that game. But it was just a miserable night. The Raptors shot 10 of 43 from three. And it was just one of those games where nothing was going right. And, you know, Look, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, it, it was just—it was a frustrating game. The Raptors didn't really—they came out okay. Um, you know, they had the lead early on. They weren't even playing that hard. They're hitting a couple threes. Things looked okay, but man, did it really, really, really drop off for this team. The Raptors, for the majority of the game, shot like 30% from the field. And in the fourth quarter, they finally got their offense going. They scored 30 points in the fourth quarter, but even at that point, they were still in the 30s. They finished the night shooting 34% from the field. Of course, that's a large part due to the 10 of 43 from three. And of course, one of the areas that's frustrating from this game is that the Raptors also missed 9 of their 29 free throws. They shot 69%, not nice tonight, 69% on their free throws. If they had just made one or two more free throws, the game could have been very different. A lot of good free throw shooters missing shots. Pascal missing shots. Norm missing two. Kyle Lowry missing two. It's, It's you know, it was frustrating. But You know, it's just one of those games where the Raptors just didn't really have it. Like, they were down 15 in the first half to the Hornets. Like, the Hornets aren't even that good. Here's the thing. It's not even like a bad team came in here, made a whole bunch of shots, and you're like, all right, what do we do? You know, uh these things happen you know let, let's but you know you can kind of understand that it was an aberration yes of course it was an aberration the raptors most times when they play the hornets they would win but at the same time it was not an aberration in the sense that the hornets didn't play out of their minds to beat the raptors that's not what happened here it was just really the hornets all it did was pack the paint they had obviously biz mcbiamu who's a good rim protector and he remains that and i love biz he's you know a hero a raptors hero forever but i mean like what What else did they really do? Like, they didn't, it wasn't like there were lights out on offense. Yeah, they shot 13 of 30 from three, which is 43%. It's a high number. That's, like, high by, like, one make a game, all right? Um, They got to the free throw line 25 times. It's not even that much. They didn't even shoot that well from the field. They only had 43% shooting from the field. And, again, they turned it over 17 times to the Raptors, five. They didn't even play great defense. It's just the Raptors just kept Missing and it was a frustrating, frustrating game. You could tell. I mean, it's already like an hour and a half after the game's ended. Just at the locker rooms and everything like that. Came back and you know, you know, it just it cheeses me to even still be in this building after a game like this. But um, you know, in terms of the circumstances, yeah, they're a little unfortunate. Um, you know, you look at it. Uh, the Raptors get two guys back. Um, they got Norm Powell, which is great, and they got Pat McCaw, which not so great but I'm happy that he's at least overcome a flu. Um, and in exchange, the Raptors, you know, because this is what happened this season, you can't have everyone healthy. You can't even have most of the team healthy. Because they got two guys back, they have, they got two guys out. Fred VanVleet apparently had a sore shoulder because he clipped he got clipped by Giannis on the screen in the Bucks game three days ago. Sucks, all right? It just sucks that he couldn't play. Fred is very important to this team, and you saw how much his absence was felt today. Uh, And then also Marc Gasol remains out, and uh, in addition to that, Serge Ibaka apparently had a sore knee, and so he couldn't play, and so really, you're looking at a real shorthanded roster, but again, the Raptors have pulled out many shorthanded wins this year, they have, like, it's not like the Raptors... Um, okay, they missed a couple guys, they're dead. That's I mean, they would not be forty seven or 42-17 and 17 this year if that was the case. The Raptors, you know, have played many games, been shorthanded, but obviously more shorthanded than they were tonight, and they have pulled it out, especially at home, so it's hard to blame that. But at the same time, it is difficult because you look at it, the Raptors had to really, really scrounge for production tonight. For most of the game, I was talking to, you know, my coworker Ahmed here from Yahoo!, and I was just looking at him and uh, we are watching the game together from Meteor Road. And I'm just like, yo, who, if you're Nick Nurse, who are the five players that you're going to put on the floor in the fourth quarter? Because there were not five players that were performing, you know, to standard tonight. Um, just even, not even to standard, just a- adequately. Because you look at what the bench gave you, because the fact that there have been um, injuries and stuff like that. The bench gave you a combined nine total points, man. Uh, Terrence Davis tonight, one of six, 0 of four from three. Two points in 15 minutes and 19 seconds. Chris Boucher, two or three from the field. He missed a three. Uh, four total points in 16 minutes. Also, just one total defensive rebound for the backup center. Not great in a game like this. And then Matt Thomas comes in in uh, seven minutes off the bench. They barely run anything for him. He, he jacks up a couple shots. He's only got three points. So you're looking at nine total points and the guy I didn't even mention is Pat McCaw who's getting a ton a ton of hate online again which it's unfortunate man that's the probably the worst part about basketball and, and the worst part of being a celebrity in any or being famous in any case is that you know you get shit on and it's it's dehumanizing and it it's just it sucks but at the same time man the man had zero points in 20 minutes off the bench, 19 minutes and 43 seconds. He shot 0-6 from the field, 0-2 from the free throw line. He was, uh, you know, had a couple offensive rebounds on his own misses that he and then also missed. Uh, he had a steal. He had a turnover. He had two personal fouls, and it was just it was not good. First off, the bench uh, in general was not good, but especially McCaw. You know, it, it, I, I mean, I, I've, I've made the case for him before. Like, okay, you know, he's the third point guard, sets the plays up, you know, generally speaking plays good defense none of that was happening tonight i mean maybe it's because he just had the flu and you know he's not a hundred uh, percent or anything like that but it was just it was a bad night for him and it it, it, it perplexes me as to why not necessarily that he played 20 minutes because you got to play somebody you're, you're you're really down on your point guards but at the same time why did he play more minutes than everybody else on the bench it it's it's kind of perplexing to me, man. If he was a team-worst minus 16 in a game where the Raptors only lost by three points. And I'm not saying that, like, yo, you can't play McCaw at all. But I'm just saying, like, tonight was not the night to play McCaw. Um, you know, even though Terrence Davis was making mistakes, I, you know, Terrence has had a good game against the Hornets this year. Uh, Terrence is a guy who, generally speaking, can give you some scoring. Um, you know, obviously he wasn't scoring much tonight, but, damn, I would take one for Sokis over zero for six. And even Matt Thomas, who can at least stretch the floor. You know, the, the, the Hornets did a really good job of packing the paint. Uh, on a night where you only are shooting 23% from three, maybe you put your best three-point shooter out there a little bit more as compared to someone like McCaw, who, again, tonight, he just didn't have it. Man, he didn't have it. There's one sequence that was really sad in the third quarter where McCaw drove to the basket, had a layup, missed it, got his own offensive rebound, went out for a second layup, missed it, got a second offensive rebound, and then got stripped And it was like, yo, what is going on here, man? Missing point blank layups. And defensively, it wasn't even there for him either. Like, there's a lot of plays where he got back cut, lost his man, you know, got caught caught on the screen, which usually his best asset is that he's good at just going around screens. He got caught on the screen, allows a corner three. Like, it was just not a good night for him and not a good night for the bench. And really, it really sucks because the the starters were not very good tonight. The starters were not very good tonight, man. You look at um, OJ Anobi was probably the one that that really, really – did his job to the best of his ability. You got 16 points on that rebounds from him with three assists and six steals. Whoa, six steals is really nice, and I think it's a career high for OG. In 40 minutes, he was good. He did his his role to the best of his ability, but he's not a guy who swings the game for you. He's not the guy who's winning the for you. And if you look at this game, you know, Kyle and Pascal just weren't really there Um consistently now i'll give them a lot of credit because they play with a lot of heart all right because even though kyle was kind of bullshitting his way through most of the game you know frustrations you know bad shots uh quick you know in the first half he had three fouls only one made basket it was not a great start for him But he finished strong. He really came up in the clutch, and he made a lot of plays happen. And the Raptors wouldn't be in position to 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 salvage this game if it wasn't for Kyle and for Pascal. He willed the Raptors back into the game by driving and attacking the basket. But this is not necessarily a good game for either of them. Um, I'll say that much. Like uh, again, Kyle in the first half invisible, and you know it just the frustrations with the officials is just I, I I mean whatever It, it. Mark Davis sucks, man. Mark Davis is literally the devil. But, like, damn, he just he can't be that caught up in it. At least Kyle didn't pick up a tech. But, honestly, on most nights, Kyle would have picked up a tech for what he did tonight. But still, you know, you can trust Kyle to, to play his heart out. And he'd end up doing, doing that in the end. Again, he had a very, very impressive run where he scored, I think, nine straight points for the Raptors. Um, You know, he hit a three. You know, he hit another three. He... Uh, um. He got fouled, and then, you know, it was just – Kyle was making plays. Kyle makes plays. Uh, he's, you know, he's he's big time in that front. And he almost pulled, pulled the win out for the Raptors. And for Pascal, like, second half, I thought first half, okay, he was disoriented, just didn't – wasn't working out well. The Raptors offensively only produced 41 points against the Hornets in the first half. Really, really miserable. Third quarter there, the Raptors got back on track offensively. And the only reason they did that is because Pascal just was putting his head down and going to the basket. The jumpers weren't falling. Like I honestly, Pascal had some pretty bad warm up sessions today. I think he might have shot like twenty percent in his warm up. It was real tough. So it, it just didn't look like it was going to be a night where Pascal's jumper was um, going to be a big factor. And um, you know, Pascal pretty much just said, "You know what? Screw the jumper. I'm going to get to the basket. I can still get to the basket." And he really made a point to attack the rim. And he kind of kept the Raptors' offense afloat because even though twenty five was not a big number for in terms of a, a scoring total for a quarter. Pretty much all of that in the third quarter was Pascal going to the rim and a collapsing the defense and just uh, making things happen. And um, I appreciate him for that. But, yeah, it just was not a great night for the starters. I mean, um, Norm did what he could. He, you know, he had two threes uh, early on, and you're like, wow, you know, he looks great, he looks ready to go. But, you know, he still had a couple of misses where just not as sharp as you would normally expect. Um, you know, Norm played 36 minutes tonight. I'm sure that wasn't the plan. I am maybe sure that that's not wise um, in terms of a medical standpoint. Um, Powell was asked after the game, you know, hey, uh, 36 minutes after injury, after you missed uh, a month with injury, uh, is that smart? And he said no comment. And he said his conditioning was whatever. Um, he did say he was wanted to be out there, so I'm not trying to cause no controversy. I'm just saying he said no comment when he was asked about his usage uh but you know he did what he could um uh, you know the, the the missed free throws and everything like that just you know honestly it's because has been so locked in with everything that you just expect him to make everything he had a couple of impressive plays including one where you know he drove the basket and came off the screen and um saw the defense was sagging back and he took this kind of like flip shot all from basically the elbow area where uh he rose up and just one-handed kind of just like it wasn't even really a floater. It was really just like a running jump shot, and he flicked that in. It was a very, very beautiful play, very, very smooth, um, showed a lot of skill on that. And, you know, for the most part, he seemed okay. Like, he had a couple of drives to the rim that he, he missed. Um, you know, he's been converting everything recently. So, um, And, of course, he has a, a finger that has just been recently fractured, so probably tough to uh, finish layups. Uh, I had a fracture finger from September, and it still hurts me now, and I'm just holding a freaking microphone. So um, you know it's understandable, but yeah, I mean you know Norm was, Norm was you know as good as you can in, uh, reasonably want uh, in in a game where he first returns from injury. Uh, I did notice one play where he uh, in the second quarter there he crossed up um, his man on the perimeter, got inside, and Hernan Gomez was there, the center for the Hornets, and uh, Powell froze him with um, a euro step sort of to his left. And normally, if you go to your left like that, you would go up with your left hand and just finish the layup because it's harder to block that. It's pretty much impossible to reach. But Norm, instead of doing that, still uh, so, so kind of stepped around his man and then sort of like twisted his right arm around and tried to f- t- go in with a tighter right-handed finish. I think really that just suggests to me that you know he probably is favoring his right hand more because obviously his left hand is banged up. But uh, still, Norm, Norm was good and. Um, yeah, it's nice to have them back. It's nice to have people back, man. I'm, I'm sick and tired of watching the, sick, the injured Raptors. It j- just kind of sucks, man. It's, you know, like, whatever. Like, it's not many excuses. Um, it's the Hornets. I don't care who you have out there. You should be able to win. Um, the last time Raptors played the Hornets here at Scotiabank, they had, like, 40 assists. And they <laughs> they scored, like, 130-something points. Like, you should just be better. This team sucks. And it's not even like the Hornets were playing that well tonight. It's it's you know, it's there it's not a night where some guy got red hot and you couldn't really stop him or you know, um whatever. It's just it's just a tough night. And it was a tough night, especially for Ronde, who I feel really bad for because he's obviously fighting an uphill battle every night. Look, he has played uh DeAndre Aiden really well. He has played Carl Anthony Towns really well. He's uh, our, he's outplayed Carl Anthony Towns in the season this year, in a game this season. But I mean, come on, he's still a small ball center, and he's going up against Bismack Biombo. It's just physically draining. It's physically taxing. Um, the structure defensively is not the same with Rondé at center. Not even necessarily just because it's. Because he's not uh, doing what his job is defensively, it's just it's tougher. There's, the structure is used to the Raptors having a, a really good rim protector in either Surge or um, um, Mark at the back line, and it's the organization's not there, the structure's not there. Uh, you could tell there's a lot of misrotation from the Raptors tonight, um, and Rondo was just fighting an uphill battle, and and yeah, he ultimately commits the the foul at the end there. To be honest, it was not the best game for for him by any means. He obviously fouled out. Uh, and it, it just, but you know, I I don't think the loss is on him necessarily. Yes, he makes a crucial mistake. Yes, it's an avoidable mistake, and it, you know whatever. But I, this is a game where everyone contributed to the loss. You know, uh, <laughs> you know there's games where everyone contributes to the win. Well, this is one where everyone contributes to the loss. It's not just Rondé tonight, man. Like you look at it, like Pascal, if he made a couple more free throws, the game's probably different. If Kyle, I mean, isn't just, you know doing random dumb stuff for the first half of the game um and you know maybe the Raptors don't fall into such a big hole if Norm hits the wide open three at the end game's probably over he's probably a hero we're probably just celebrating him if the bench scores more than nine total points and McCaw doesn't play 20 uh, minutes um a lot of things could have gone wrong so you know Rondé's error is just the last one it's not necessarily the one that killed them but Still, you know, he looked uh, just kind of distraught in the locker room. Like he just took he kind of took the loss kind of hard. Wasn't speaking obviously to reporters and stuff. Whatever. Uh, I don't think anyone tried to make an effort to speak to him anyway. I mean, what are you going to do? You just feel bad for a guy like the situation. It's unfortunate what happened. Um, But I thought it was a very touching moment because uh, Serge actually went over to Rondé um, in the locker room uh, on his way out. Serge was still obviously still with the team, even though he you know sat the game out with the knee thing. And, um, yeah, he made sure to go over to Ronde and sort of just not even cons- uh, reassure him or anything. Just to sort of tell him, like, yo, listen, it's okay – just keep your head in the game you know we're gonna get it the next time and just being a good vet you know just like picking a guy up when when the guy's down and uh, I thought it was just a nice gesture from from serge who wasn't trying to do it for cameras or anything like that he's just doing it because he's just he's a tough guy and he's a tall guy and he's a guy who knows what this feeling feels like not necessarily this entire feeling but if you know honestly uh, ironically enough do you remember um there was a play earlier this year against the hornets where at the end of regulation, the Hornets were down one. That the Raptors were, you know, hard fought. They were shorthanded, whatever. All the same situation. Um, and, you know, surge ended up basically sending the game to overtime because he committed a needless foul on an inbound before the play was uh where the pass was delivered and you know that game you know put the game into jeopardy because the Raptors had to go to overtime now they won the game in overtime and Serge was great in that game so it's different outcome and it's different feelings but Serge knows how to commit knows what it feels like to commit that foul and actually if you remember a couple years ago maybe last year or the year before that but Serge had this unfortunate uh, assignment to guard Nikola Jokic and I think he Fouled Jokic also in the same situation, late game situation, uh, fouled before the inbound, and that pretty much effectively ended that game as well. And he was holding the man at the time. Obviously, uh, it's a size mismatch there, but uh, yeah, it's just you know it's disappointing, man. It's disappointing, but um, you know I, I hope the team rallies around Rondé. He plays his heart out. He really does. Um, yes, he makes boneheaded decisions sometimes, but I mean, you know, he's also stepping up in a big way, man. Like yo, dog, he, he's the starting center tonight. He's six foot five. It's tough. It's tough. So it's unfortunate. Um, what else? Bismack Biyombo came through the Raptors locker room after the game. It was real cute seeing him uh, hang out with Kyle's kids and stuff. Um, you know, Biz and Kyle. You know, obviously they still have that connection from the uh, 2016 run when the Raptors first made the Eastern Conference Finals. Sir, uh, you know, Serge and, and Bismack are obviously friends because you know they're both Congolese and uh, they've they've hung out off the court. We've seen them do the you know, how hungry are you the first episode with, with uh, Bismack eating um, cow tongue, I think. So, you know, that's uh, it's, it's a nice bond there. And, and you know, it just I, honestly, I miss Bismack. I really do. Uh, obviously, the Raptors have some pretty good options at center now. But it, because of the injuries and stuff like that, they've gone a couple of stretches here, um, you know, having to rely on Rondé to play center. And I, I wouldn't have minded if, uh, you know, Bismack sort of secured a buyout and the Raptors sort of brought him home here. I think Toronto will always be a home for Bismack. Um, but, yeah, anyway, it was it was nice to see him come through um, the locker room and stuff like that. It's just, you know, good dude, man. Good, good dude. Uh, in terms of KC play of the game, man, um, Uh <laughs> Um, Kyle hit a three at one point to give the Raptors a one point lead that the Raptors didn't have since the first quarter. And, and it was late in the fourth, and it seemed like the Raptors were going to take go ahead. So that's that's probably it. That's your KFC bucket of the game. Look, man, a lot a lot a lot of buckets to choose from tonight. All right, they did not shoot the ball well. Uh, in terms of your three stars, um, first star, I'm giving that to OG. Sixteen points, nine rebounds, three assists, six steals. Six steals is impressive. Six steals is impressive. I don't care what else is going on, man. Six steals. Is really impressive, yeah, especially because OG wasn't really guarding like a high use. It's not even like like um, you know it's like a team like the Clippers or the Lakers where the most of the possessions flow through a wing forward, and so OG's on the ball all the time. OG wasn't even on the ball all the time. He still collected six steals. That's really impressive. Um, so he gets the first star. Second star, I'm giving that to uh, Pascal. Twenty four points, nine rebounds, four assists, two steals. Uh, nine of twenty three shooting from the field is not the most efficient. Obviously, five of nine from the free throw line is regrettable. in a a close game, but, you know, on a night where Pascal didn't really have it, you know, he gave it his all, like, he was defending his ass off, really giving it an effort defensively, he had to play some spot minutes at five, which has not happened much this year, the Raptors obviously went to that look a lot more last year, because they've also had injuries last year to their center rotation, JV was out for two months, and then he was traded, And so Monroe had to play a lot, and he's just not very good. And so Pascal had to play a lot of backup center, and he did pretty good in in, in that situation. But um, they've kind of really limited Pascal's minutes at center this year. I don't know if it's like preventing the wear and tear or whatever. But, um, yeah, today was an emergency situation, so he had to play. And he did a pretty good job defensively. You know, he rebounded really well. Um, And, yeah, you know, offensively, it wasn't his best game, but, you know, he gave what he could to the team. He sacrificed his body. He willed the team forward, and that's what you want to see. You want to see Pascal impose his will on the team. He's talented enough to sort of do things and produce, but to will your team on um, and to impose yourself, that's sort of that next level where um, it's not even necessarily about what you can do. It's sort of about um, how you can lift the team um, and, and, you know, yeah. Kyle obviously has that, you know, in spades. You know, he does it all the time. And he did it for a brief moment tonight, too. But, um, you know, if you're looking ahead in terms of who's going to will your franchise forward, who's going to have those big moments, who's going to show that determination, show that leadership, assume responsibility for the team, well, it's probably Pascal. And he, he did a pretty good job of it. Or not a pretty good job. He just did what he could tonight. And then third segue, after to Norman Powell, 22 points in his return. 8 of 19 from the field. 4 of 11 from 3. Um, he was all right three or three assists i just i like seeing him out there i wanted to give it to kyle too obviously he had a great ending but you know just early in the game it was just it left such a sour note um for me so kyle misses out but obviously one of the main contributors to this game In terms here jordan henderson award that's got to go to terry rogier scary terry 18 points tonight six rebounds six assists six 12 obviously you know he hit a big three at the end there three of four from the three point line obviously hit a drew the free throw there so you know congratulations I guess he got his revenge on Terrence Davis whoop-de-doo man the Hornets are irrelevant man I didn't even see a single Hornets reporter here man I don't want to sound like Frank Isola of the you know whatever he's writing on now but um yeah I did not see a lot of Hornets media here so um yeah but look the Raptors lost it's unfortunate they lost two in a row now they gotta go on a five-game road trip fun times fun times um, you would have liked to go on the road trip when a bit more of a result at home obviously losing to Milwaukee is whatever it happens I mean OKC just got trucked by Milwaukee tonight I thought they were leading that game and then now I see that their final score they lost by like almost 50 Jesus Christ uh so Milwaukee's a juggernaut and so you want to be losing to them but I mean this was a game that the Raptors should have gone they should have sort of improved to uh you know 43 and 16 maintain their lead in the second seed but instead they're now uh, neck and neck with Boston yet again And now they go on a very difficult road trip where five games, you know, um, we'll see what the Raptors are made of, you know. I mean, we know what they're made of. We know what they're capable of. But, uh, you know, you hope they shake this malaise. You hope Pascal finds his jumper. You hope that Kyle sort of stops being um, as inconsistent as he has been in the last two games here. Uh, You hope guys guys who are injured please come back and, and stay healthy. Uh, Mark is apparently making the trip with the team as well. So that indicates that he's close, although Nurse said that he's probably not going to play on the trip. But still, if, he coming, if he's coming on the trip, that means he must be close. So uh, maybe we'll even see Mark. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the Raptors need to go out west, take care of business. They've been a good road trip the team. They couldn't be, you know, they go on the road It's not even that bad for the Raptors just because, like, it just cuts down the distractions, um, you know. There's a lot going on at home. There's the social. There's all these events, all this other stuff. They all got families and shit. And it's not saying families are a distraction. I'm just saying, like, when you're on the road, all you got to do is you and your work. That's it. And, you know, it's not like they'd be out partying in Utah or whatever or Phoenix or whatever. Well, maybe Phoenix. I don't know. But, um, yeah, hopefully the Raptors can take care of business. And, uh, yeah, so that does for the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. Big thanks to KC for sponsoring the show. Again, you're a real diehard fan if you've been listening to this. But, um, you know, um. A reminder that hey, listen. If you uh, if you if you can, and if you want to, if you got things to say, if you got a question, if you got a comment, if whatever, um, please leave us a voice note uh, at the Yahoo Sports Canada Instagram page. Direct message us, leave us a voice note, and uh, if you leave a good message, a good question, or even just a decent message, a decent question, we will play it as part of the KFC Hotline on the Raptors everything live call-in show which is now happening on mondays not fridays anymore mondays at 6 p.m eastern time me and josh will be taking calls so uh, leave us your reaction leave us your comments and um yeah so we'll, we'll talk then but uh, in the meantime it's a tough loss what can you do life goes on they gotta be 42 and 17 boohoo